Hey, this is Lee Nevis, host of CJ and Cell. Thanks for listening to the following podcast on Public House Media. Hello, my name's Kim Meyer, host of Choose to Rise. Thanks for listening to the following broadcast on Public House Media. And when you're done with this episode, I hope you'll come check out my show, Choose to Rise, where I talk all about finding your inner strength, improving confidence, and loving who God made you to be. I bring tips and strategies and things that have helped me rise up to be my current best self and hope that you can do the same. Every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you can find my show on Apple Podcasts, publichousemedia.org, and choosetoriseup.com. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any upcoming shows. Thanks for listening to the following broadcast on Public House Media. Hello, hello, welcome, and thank you for joining the Confessions of a Military Spouse podcast. I am your host, Jenna Burt. I'm a military spouse of almost 10 years, a health and fitness enthusiast, a mom, and a certified and registered dental assistant. Again, thank you for being here with me today, and if you find that you can relate to anything in today's episode or you know someone else who could benefit from hearing today's episode, I highly encourage you to share it. Also, I so greatly appreciate any and all feedback, so if you would like to leave me some feedback, which I know some of you guys have done, and I absolutely love it, feel free to email me at confessionsofamillspouse at gmail.com. Or you can find me on Instagram at Confessions of a Mill Spouse or on Facebook at Confessions of a Military Spouse. So I think and I feel like I've spoken a little bit about um, the topic that I'm going to be talking about today, um, kind of here and there previously. But today I want to jump in both feet first and really talk about what military life is like when you have kids. So let's go ahead and get to it. First and foremost, prior to having a child, everyone told me that as a military spouse, it would be hard and it would be so much different than having a child or children in a civilian, quote unquote, normal life. Being the young, naive girl that I was, um, I thought, yeah, right. Like, how could that even possibly be true? How could having a child while being a military family be any different than having a child as a civilian family? Well, I really, really hate to admit when I am wrong, but in this instance, I will say that I was wrong and the people that warned me that it was so different were definitely, definitely right. So let's talk about the fact, first of all, that having a child or children in general is hard AF, right? Everybody can agree to that. I think that every parent can agree to that. And what I quickly learned as a parent is that there is no manual and no baby or child is the same as the next. They are all different from each other. And what works for you may not work for someone else. And what works for someone else may not work for you, which to me adds a whole other element of hard to parenting. Then we have the constant comparison as parents, of whose baby is doing better and I only breastfed my baby or I only bottle fed my child or my child only eats organic vegetables with farm-raised eggs, chicken eggs, and blah, blah, blah. You guys know exactly what I'm talking about and you know exactly those people that I'm talking about. 
The comparison game with parents is so strong, and in my opinion, it is so freaking dumb. There is literally no need for it at all. Every single parent out there is doing the best that they can, and it kills me whenever I see these parents, like, judging these other parents just because it's not something that they would do or not a certain way that they would let their child act. And I get it. There are certain times that I kind of feel like it's okay to judge. Um, but those times are really few and far between because you never know the struggle that a person is going through. Which, since we're on that topic real quick, I just have to tell you guys a little story about when I had Ella. So, um, Ella was not an easy baby at all, you guys. I mean, she cried from sunup to sundown. I swear to you, the only time that she did not cry was when she had a bottle in her mouth. I literally counted down the minutes until her next feeding. Like, it was bad. Granted, I probably had some postpartum depression looking back too, but it was bad. And I will never forget the time that I took her to Walmart, because uh, you know I'm classy like that. And, <laughs> and um, I was in the wine section because, <laughs> parents, you know, wine solves everything, right? So she was in her stroller and of course she was crying and I was very much over it and I was looking for a specific bottle of wine at the time and to be honest I don't remember what it was at this point but I remember just feeling so defeated you know my baby's sitting in the stroller crying I'm looking for this bottle of wine because I'm stressed to the max my husband is on recruiting duty working all these crazy hours like I was at my limit and finally I, I just give up. I didn't even get the wine and I gave up because she was crying. There was a bunch of people around me. I felt all this pressure. And so I gave up and I said, okay, you know, I looked at Ella, even though she didn't know and couldn't understand or whatever. And I said, okay, you know, like we're going to go. And some lady, stranger, total stranger, had the nerve to look at me and say, huh, it's about time. I couldn't even respond. I couldn't even react because I did not know that people had it in them. And granted, this lady was much older than I was. And I swear she, I mean, she had to know what I was dealing with. And like I said, I couldn't react. I couldn't do anything because I was so dumbfounded by the fact that somebody could be so mean. She could clearly see that I was struggling. She could clearly see that I was having a hard day. So I turned around and I walked away and I lost it. I started crying And I will never forget this super sweet lady that followed me to the checkout register and said, you know, what that lady did and what she said to you was totally uncalled for. And I know that you are doing the absolute best that you can. And you guys, that sticks with me so much. And I think about that often because I think about that's the type of person that I need to be. Instead of judging the mom that's in the store with her screaming kid, I I need to be that mom that is like, you know what? I've been there. It's hard. Like, can I help you? And I think it's a good reminder for everybody else um, just to stop and think about, like, you know there's been a time that it's been really hard and you know you've been in a really uncomfortable situation and how nice would it have been to just have someone nice reach out to you and, you know, tell you that they understand and that it's going to be okay. So off of that little rampage for a minute. (laughs) Um, So then if you're a military family who has a child or children, it adds another element of hard that I'm going to talk about. So as a mom to a daughter that's also married to someone in the military, I can tell you that my idea of parenting is nothing as I envisioned it. And as I was sitting here thinking about this, I'm not really sure what I actually envisioned and expected becoming a parent to be like, but I definitely don't think it was the way my life currently is. Um, But I will say, you guys, it's nothing that I would change. 
Um, it's just that one of the things that I struggle with most is that I can't quote unquote depend on my husband and before anyone that probably isn't military loses their mind about my comment about not depending on my husband. Let me just clarify what I mean when I say I can't depend on him is that his work schedule is very unpredictable. He usually works early in the morning to later at night. So when it came down to childcare, I've never been able to depend on him to be able to pick our daughter up from childcare, which meant that when I was choosing a childcare, I had to make a conscious decision to make sure that wherever she was, I would be able to get to her if she got sick, if she got hurt, and just be able to pick her up in general. With that also came the decision of a job for myself. I knew that I had to choose an office that would allow me to leave at the time I needed to leave in order to get our daughter every single day on time, which isn't always the easiest thing, especially if you work for an office where they don't exactly understand the military lifestyle. Thankfully, I've been fortunate enough um, to work in offices that have understood the military lifestyle, but I will also say that I've been very upfront as well. And I've said, listen, my husband's military, this is my, um, you know, contingencies or whatever, either take it or leave it. You know, I know that I have a lot to offer in the dental world and I know that I have a lot to offer as an employee, but this is what has to happen in order for me to be able to do it. So when I decided to go back to work, Ella was 13 months old. I had stayed at home with her until that point, and we had just moved to 29 Palms. And you guys, I was going stir crazy, and I knew I couldn't stay home much longer without damaging either myself or Ella. She was at that point where she just needed more than me, and that's okay. And I knew that, and I'm okay with that. So I started browsing jobs, you guys, without even having childcare lined up. Which, looking back now, kind of sounds a little insane. But I remember finding a job that I really wanted to apply for. But we didn't have internet at our house because at the time we were in, like, a temporary house. Um, and obviously, having just moved, we didn't really know anyone. So I remember my husband calling one of his bosses. I think it was his boss or maybe one of the guys that he worked with. Um, and asking <laughs> if we could come over and use the internet. I guess they didn't have Starbucks or a library. I don't really know. <laughs> I guess it seemed like the most logical reason at the time. Um, but they agreed. So we all loaded up and went over to their house so I could use the internet to apply for this job. Meanwhile, though, my CPR card had expired. And for those of you that don't know, I have to have a valid CPR card as a dental assistant. And the base was offering a free certification course. So I decided to go to that course, especially since I was applying for jobs. If you guys don't know, I'm a very type A person and I really like to follow the rules. So I wanted to make sure that I was up to date on all my certifications, including the CPR class, um, even though I think technically you can get hired and you have like 30 days to show proof or whatever. But, you know, me being me, I wanted to make sure that I had it all in line. So... <laughs> So I went to this CPR class and that's where I met Ella's first daycare provider. We all had to do an introduction and what we were there for. And she said, you know, my name is this and this is what I'm here for. And afterwards I walked up to her and I said, oh my gosh, you're a daycare provider. And in my mind, I was thinking, oh my gosh, you're a daycare provider. You seem halfway normal. You seem like you have your ish together and you have all of your teeth. 
Um, <laughs> and those of you that are in 29 or have been to 29 Palms, you guys understand exactly what I'm talking about. So anyway, I said, you know, do you have any openings? And long story short, uh, she was actually just starting her daycare in 29 Palms, and she too was a military spouse and was able to take care of Ella, which ended up working out fantastically because I ended up getting that job that I applied for. Um, and to be honest, I feel like childcare in 29 Palms was fairly easy after I found um, the daycare provider that I found uh, because Ella was able to stay with that specific provider the entire time that we were in 29 Palms. And you guys, she was a godsend. I still to this day give her credit for Ella being as advanced as she is. And, you know, she was potty trained like within a week there. And I mean, it was just such a breath of fresh air. Um, but the other element is that everything in 29 Palms was relatively close to each other and there was definitely no traffic that you were having to fight. So, you know, being off of work on time and being able to pick her up on time and, you know, being able to drop her off and still get to work on time. None of that was really a big issue. Then there's San Diego. <laughs> um, I felt pretty confident in my ability to find childcare when we moved to San Diego because I was thinking, oh my gosh, like it's San Diego. It's huge. Like it's not going to be a big deal. But boy, oh boy, was I wrong. Um, I remember when we got to San Diego, literally touring daycare after daycare after daycare, and it was a nightmare. And actually, prior to moving to San Diego, I had a job, um, the job that I am currently at. So it was definitely a scramble for me to find childcare because literally the day that our stuff got delivered from uh, the moving company, like our household goods, I started work. And so my husband was at home with Ella, unloading a house, making it livable, and I was working and he only had so many days off. So it was definitely a scramble to find childcare. And we ended up living in the base housing, which was actually off base housing. Um, but there was a CDC, which stands for Child Development Center, literally right by our house. And it seemed pretty convenient. It was also a... At T-Mobile, we believe in putting people first by treating them right. So we're upping the benefits without upping the price. Introducing Magenta Max, now with unlimited premium data that can't slow down based on how much smartphone data you use. Plus, get Netflix on us. Right now, pay zero cost to switch. And bring your phone. We'll pay it off up to 650 bucks only at T-Mobile. Activate up to 4K or video streams at 480p, up to 40 gigs high-speed tethering. $650 via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Simmons support charges waived. Receive Netflix standard with two lines. Fairly or brand new center. And they had cameras in all the rooms, and it seemed like a pretty good fit. So we kept her in that center by our house for a while uh, until my husband deployed. And <laughs> that's when I realized that it probably wasn't the best fit or situation for me. Not that Ella wasn't thriving there, but for me, because she was kind of far away from my job, which meant I couldn't get to her right away if I needed to. Um, especially with traffic on the drive home from my job, some days I was barely getting there before they closed. And I hated that not only for myself, but also for her. So I made the decision to switch her to the CDC actually on the base that was closer to my work. Uh, it wasn't as updated and there weren't cameras everywhere, but she absolutely loved it there and made some amazing friends. 
And it was a better fit for me because she was closer. So in this situation, I needed to get to her quickly. I could. And I wasn't picking her up at 5.59 and 59 seconds right before they closed. Um, And there were some teachers in that center that quickly became like family that Ella and I both gravitated towards and ended up developing an amazing relationship with. Ella stayed at that CDC for a long time until I found out that our favorite teacher at that CDC was leaving the center. We were so heartbroken um, until we learned that she was leaving the center to open up her own daycare. I was so ecstatic, you guys. I vividly remember telling her that I would pay her thousands of dollars or whatever she wanted or needed in order for me to secure a a spot for Ella in her personal daycare because that's how much I trusted her. That's how much I loved her. That's how much I knew Ella thrived with her. It was, I mean, I was so excited and it helped too that she was actually even closer to my work. Uh, thankfully though, she was nice enough that she didn't take me up on my thousands of dollars of offer. Um, but she did let Ella have a spot in her daycare, which is where Ella ended up staying until we left San Diego. And we developed such a close relationship with her, though. She will still watch Ella when I, when I need her. And when I say still, I mean as in, like, last week. So, for example, right before school started last week, uh, the week prior, I'm sorry, um, there were four days that her summer care program was closed. And her old daycare provider, I messaged her and I said, hey, do you have any room? And she said, Absolutely. And she watched her for me. And even on occasion, she'll watch her overnight as well. Like, uh, I think it was last year from the Marine Corps ball, she watched her. And you guys, I just do not have enough great things to say about her. And we are beyond thankful for her and the love that she has for not only Ella, but all of her kids. So if you guys are in the San Diego area and need a daycare recommendation close to Miramar, let me know. I can't guarantee that she'll have any spots available because I know she fills up quick, but (laughs) I can assure you that if she does have availability, you won't be disappointed at all. So after we left our daycare in San Diego, Ella and I went back home for about a year to take care of some things. And that's when she started preschool. And I have to be honest with you guys, it was the least stressful thing I've ever had to experience. Um, I come from a super small town where everyone knows everybody and it was just no question of what the school experience was going to be like or how the aftercare was going to be. We just knew. And her first year of preschool was stress-free. It was amazing. And she learned a ton. And then we came back to San Diego and it was time for the real deal. You guys, my head was spinning. She was starting kindergarten and How the heck does all of this work? Because let me just tell you, it's not like my small town where you can literally, you know, see one of the teachers or principal or whatever at Walmart and say, hey, you know, like I'm going to sign my kid up. And they're like, "Okay, come on Tuesday, you know, between this time and this time. Like, that's definitely not how it works here. Um, And but having previously been in the San Diego area and working as well, along with my best friend being in San Diego for as long as she has, we knew we wanted to be within the Poway School District. And that's kind of what we based our house hunt off of was being within a school that was within that school district. And thankfully, all of the stars aligned and we were able to find a house within that school district. And my husband was able to get her registered for kindergarten 
um, summer and after school care at that same school. <laughs> but, but from what he said, it was the most stressful experience um, he has ever had to go through. He said his heart rate was like through the roof. He was like, it was so cutthroat. And he just couldn't wait for me to experience it this year. But you guys, like once you're enrolled within the school district, you don't have to go through that whole process again. So I still laugh about it because I think it's hilarious. Um, and nonetheless, you know, he got it done. And thanks to the insight of my best friend, I didn't feel like it was much of a struggle figuring out school and care here um, because I already had a pretty good idea from her. And Ella's kindergarten teacher, oh my gosh, she was so amazing. Bless her soul. <laughs> she had to deal with a lot. Um, and we were super sad to leave her. I mean, Ella kept saying she didn't want to go to first grade only because she didn't want to leave her teacher. Um, <laughs> But to be honest, I think first grade is going to be just as amazing. And thankfully, Ella, well, thankfully for Ella and myself, her first grade room is literally right next to her kindergarten room. So she gets to see her kindergarten teacher all the time and she loves it. As you know, though, or maybe you don't know, uh, we are planning a move relatively soon. And if I'm being honest, this move has me stressed to the max. Um, why? <laughs> well, primarily because I don't know of anyone in the Beaufort area, which is where we're going. And I've heard that most of the public schools, um, in the Beaufort area are lacking to say the least. I have heard there's one public school that's good, but because it's good, almost everybody tries to get into that school. And so finding housing around there that allows you to be in that school is also challenging. Um, we've considered buying a home, we've considered renting, and now just recently we've opened up our options to living on base because we've heard that the schools on base are fairly good. Um, but we've also been looking into sending her, sending her into a private school, but those are expensive and we have to know that we can afford it. The other thing that's kind of new to me, um, that we've looked into is charter schools. And like I said, it's kind of new to me. I've never really heard of charter schools. I don't even know that my hometown had charter schools. Um, I'm assuming San Diego probably has charter schools, but because we're in the school district that we're in, we never really looked into it. Uh, anyway, I looked into the charter schools out in Beaufort, and the top recommended charter school that I looked into, you guys, the wait list is outrageous. So let me just put it into perspective for you. She's currently on the wait list for one of the charter schools that was recommended. And she's like number 13 out of 27. And school has already started, obviously. Um, or something like that. Another list that I looked at putting her on, which was like the top recommended school. Um, you guys, there were 65 kids on the first grade wait list waiting to be placed. 65. That is absolutely insane. And these are all things that I have never really had to deal with, with being back home and then being in San Diego. So our top priority when we move is obviously a good school for Ella, followed by a home to live in. <laughs> but <laughs> we're kind of trying to base our home off of where she's going to go to school. Uh, and people keep asking, you know, What's our plan for when we move? And it's really hard to tell them a plan because we honestly really don't know. 
a lot of it is going to depend going to depend on where Ella goes to school. And then we'll most likely base our living arrangements around that. Um, we are submitting our application to um, live in base housing, but there's a wait list for base housing out there. So then it's like, okay, what happens if we don't have a home for three months by the time we get out there? And then even after we decide on a school for her and finally figure out housing, then comes the concern of aftercare for her. You know, I'm not sure if schools in South Carolina have after-school programs like they have here in San Diego. And if they do, are they any good? And if they don't, what the hell do people do? Like, people have to work. So, I, what, like, what do, they, what do they do? And that's the thing. I will be going to work in South Carolina. There is not a doubt about that. So, I have to make sure that whatever we decide is accommodating to the fact that I will be working. Meaning... Ella will have to have care after school and possibly even before school as well. So then that's, you know, my other thing. Do places offer before school care? Um, oh my gosh. And then don't even get me started on the extracurricular activities. Ella is currently involved in a lot of extracurricular activities from karate to cheer to dance to Girl Scouts. And let me tell you guys, it's a lot. And I feel it every single week, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. And I want to make sure that she's able to continue these things when we move. You know, just because we move, I'm trying to show her and explain to her and let her see that, you know, just because we move doesn't mean her life has to stop because it's important to me that she is able to keep the things that she loves close to her. So she feels as at home as she possibly can every time we move. So there's a ton of stuff that has to be considered when you have a child as a military family. And you guys, we only have one child, one, a single one. There are literally so many military families that have multiple, multiple children and have to do this with multiple children, multiple times. Like what? I, it's mind-blowing to me. I don't know how people with multiple children do it. I really don't. Especially if, like, one is in school and one is in daycare. Oh, my God, I'd be losing my mind. More so than I already am. And I do think it's easier when you have a quote-unquote in to a military base, as in someone that currently lives or has lived on that base to give you an insight on places to go, avoid, and everything in between. You know, like, I had my best friend when I came to San Diego, and I can't tell you how much stress that relieved off of me and how much easier it made it. But then I think about the people that move overseas to a totally different country. And you guys, I can't, I literally cannot even imagine. Like, I don't know what I would do. I think I would have to be like heavily medicated and just pray to God that it all works out because I am like stressing hardcore now. I could not imagine moving to a totally different country where they don't even speak the same language that I speak and they drive on the other side of the road. Like, it's just, it's crazy to me. The one thing I can say is even though this whole process is super stressful, it is also super awesome to be able to experience so many things in places. Everyone, including my husband, (laughs) always says it'll all work out. And to be honest, the type A person that I am, that literally drives me batshit crazy. 
But I have to say, most of the time they're right. Eddie eventually does all work out and everything does fall into the into place the way it's supposed to. But sometimes I feel like we have to get out of our own way in order to make all of that happen. So all of you families that are PCSing with a child or multiple children, first of all, bless your souls and just know that you're not alone, you guys. I am right here with you. And if anybody listening has any insight to MCAS Beaufort, I'm almost begging you guys to hit me up. (laughs) And those of you listening that have already reached out to me regarding the area, I literally cannot thank you enough because it has helped so much. I feel like I went from like a thousand page search, maybe down to a hundred page search. So thank you. I want to thank you all for being here with me today on this beautiful day. And I hope that you or someone you know are able to listen to this and either laugh or cry or both. Um, and are able to completely relate to the almost insanity that comes with having a child or children as a military family. 